Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is the Old Testament reading, the beginning of our Old Testament reading for this past Sunday, which was Palm Sunday. We're looking at Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. My dear friends in Christ, the prophet Zechariah was one who served the Jewish people after their Babylonian captivity, after their 70-year Babylonian captivity, when the Jews returned to Palestine, what happened is that at first they were all just absolutely gung-ho to rebuild the temple, to restore the ruined walls that were around Jerusalem, to get things kind of back to normal. But what happened is that that progress stalled quite a bit. It didn't progress like they had hoped. In, that was because they had a tremendous amount of work to do for a relatively small group of people. Actually, it was just a small remnant of the Jews that returned to the Promised Land, not the whole nation of Israel or of Judah. But they became frustrated because of the tremendous amount of work. And, well, they also became frustrated because there were enemies who caused them grief that kept them from concentrating on their work. So things stalled for them. The progress stalled. The temple wasn't getting rebuilt. And it was under those circumstances then that God sent the prophet Zechari Zechariah to the people and what Zechariah had to tell the people is that to a large extent they were responsible for the fact that they were having the problems that they were having. They hadn't been as faithful to God as God would have liked them to have been. And really when they returned to Jerusalem, he wanted their first priority to be the rebuilding of the temple. But instead, what happened is that maybe they were gung-ho at first at that, but then they said, oh, but we got to establish our homes. we got to get ourselves established here in the promised land of Palestine again. And so they took care of themselves and their homes first and the temple. It got only their spare time. And so God ended up disciplining them and allowing their enemies to come on in and cause them grief. And when we look at this story, it does remind us of time when God may feel necessary, feel it necessary to discipline us as well. And that's when we would give to God just of our spare time, when we give to God of our left owners. He may discipline us by allowing well, frustrations and troubles into our lives to remind us that God shouldn't get the leftovers, that God shouldn't get our spare time, he should get our prime time. Jesus did say, seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness. 
Seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness. And then it's interesting in that verse is that then what Jesus does is he promises us that when we look to God first, then God is going to make sure that everything else in our lives is taken care of. However, on the reverse side of the coin, let's also remember that, well, God does say, seek first my kingdom and I'll take care of you. But he doesn't say, ignore me and I'll take care of you. He doesn't make that promise. He doesn't make that promise. When God isn't in the right place in our lives, then he doesn't promise to take care of everything. He's still going to be looking out for us, of course, but understand he doesn't give us that promise. So let's remember Jesus' full encouragement there when he says, seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness and all these things, all our earthly needs will be given to us as well. Zechariah was telling the Jews that what they needed to do is put God first in their lives and then what he does here is he reminds us of the Lord's faithfulness to our, his promises. God does take care of our physical needs, but of course, more importantly, he's always looking out for our spiritual needs. And he does that especially by sending us Jesus the Savior the, and Christ. Well, Jesus, he's the king with the right priorities. We probably don't have the right priorities often in our lives, but Jesus did. The Lord says here, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The Lord is encouraging here, well, the daughter of Zion, the daughter of Jerusalem, that's all true believers, to rejoice because Christ the King would come into this world to be our Savior. He humbly entered into our world when he was born in that barn in Bethlehem. And on Palm Sunday, he humbly did also enter into Jerusalem, not by, well, could have come in on a royal steed. He would have deserved that. But he came in on a lowly donkey himself. And he came in this way because he wanted to remind us that he was humbling himself and submitting to the punishment that we deserve because of our sins to win heaven for us. Think about all that Jesus set aside just to be our Savior how he humbled himself for us. Well, when Jesus entered our world 2,000 years ago, the Jews, sadly, were misdirected and were largely looking for a king, for a savior who could rescue them from Roman oppression, who'd restore the Israelite nation to the glory and power it had under Kings David and Solomon. And after Jesus miraculously fed the 5,000, that really seems to be a big trigger point which got the people to say, hey, this guy would be a great king for us. Let's make him our earthly king, our bread king. They figured that what Jesus could do is take care of them physically. And, well, 
maybe think the two disciples on the road to Emmaus on, on Easter Sunday afternoon, when they were talking to Jesus, they, they said of Jesus, we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel, to give that earthly empire back again. And then right before Jesus ascended into heaven, the disciples asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? But that wasn't his purpose. He had something so much better in mind in coming into our world. He came into our world, it says, righteous and having salvation. Righteous. He came to keep God's law perfectly for us so that he could give us his holiness. And he came bringing salvation. He went to the cross to suffer and die to pay for our sins, to win for us heaven. He is the king with the right priorities. Always focused on our eternal souls. And because of him, we can be absolutely certain through faith in him that heaven is our home because he came righteous and having salvation. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for being the king we need, the king with the right priorities, the king who saved us from our sins and, and won heaven for us. We pray in your name. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.